0: Welcome to the Revenue Accelerators podcast, a show featuring B2B sales and business leaders. Hosted by Accelogy founder and 19-year sales veteran with leadership experience in strategic, enterprise and telecom sales, Deep Triconod. This show uncovers strategies and techniques business leaders have used to go from 0 to 1 and beyond. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe, rate and review the show to help us reach more people. Revenue Accelerators is brought to you by Accelogy. We help B2B sales leaders improve sales performance by leveraging our patent-pending data-driven sales coaching systems. Find us at www.accelogy.com. Enjoy today's episode.
1: Hey, everyone. Thank you guys for joining again another episode of Revenue Accelerators Podcast. My name is Deep Triconod, and today I'm with Darlene Pride, founder and CEO of DP Consults. Darlene, can you give a quick intro?
0: Thank you for having me, Deep. Um, well, my name is Darlene, and I have um, DP Consults, which is a sales consulting company where I focus on enabling coaches, service providers um, with, I empower them to be able to sell their own services and give them the confidence, the structure to build a funnel and operate authentically as well as empathetically.
1: That's awesome. And and how did you come to do this? Like, where was the start? Where did you, you wake up one morning, Monday morning, whatever it might've been and, and decided like, this is what you want to do.
0: No. So I've been in sales for over 30 years and, and I always said I was the salesperson that hated sales, like the typical sales, oh, yeah. And you know, I would joke about it. I love helping people. I love connecting with people. So I just, that's how I always operated. Um, in the space that I'm in, I'm also the director of business development for Peachtree VA. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and, and they're fascinating. And I would hear over and over again, the pain points. And a lot of times they would want VAs to sell for them or whatever it may be. And I, and I was cheering them on. Like, you don't want a VA to sell. You are your product. You need to sell your own. So, so with that reoccurring, I'm like, I think there's something to this, but like every entrepreneur, when you, or every business leader, when you do something so naturally, you feel like, ah, is anybody, is this going to resonate with anyone? And I just decided at the beginning of the year to take a chance and to do it. And it's been great. That's
1: that's awesome. Well, congratulations. So so you're saying beginning of the year, this year, 2023 is. is Yes. Yes. That was that's huge. Is this your first foray into kind of being an entrepreneur? Have Have you done something like this in the past?
0: No, So this is my first time, and I workshopped it for months and months and months before I actually pulled the trigger. And I, you know, I am fortunate enough to have a lot of great people that surround me that I was able to kind of see what would bring value that that's my whole goal is to bring value and to really do something that will help people. So in doing that, you know, like I said, in the beginning of the year, I pulled the trigger to actually do it.
1: Well, that's, that's awesome. I, I, w- I wish you the best with DP consults. Have you, have you seen like, how, how do you help your, like in, in the, in your like latest one, two customers, clients, whomever they are, how have you realized or how have you helped them realize some of the help that you've provided? Meaning what, what do they typically come to you with? How do you navigate their problems to help them reach their, you know, their end goal?
0: So the recurring theme is they think sales is icky. They feel inauthentic. They feel like they're, you know, they're passionate about what they do, but when they get on a quote unquote sales call, they feel like they're dropping the ball or they feel defeated when somebody says no, because it's so personal to them. Um, Realistically, when I, I handpick who I work with um, I, I'm not saying everybody's beating down my door, but it has to be a good fit for both of us. So I'm not sure what I can provide most of the times it's amazing entrepreneurs that have an incredible service they don't have the confidence or the mindset or the processes in place to sell so yeah. they built their business based upon referrals so they had these conversations then all of a sudden when it turns to sales they become stiff they become awkward they don't know what to do you know and really the people that i work with are incredible and it's really giving them permission like you're doing it right yeah. Here are the ways we can tweak it to make it even better. And here are the processes to help you build your funnel.
1: Do you, then do you kind of shadow them to help? them? So, so the people you're, you're helping sounds like they're not, previous sales folks they're either engineers project managers something to that effect right and they're
0: yeah like, business yeah so so I have them record their sales calls if possible this way I can listen to them um mm-hmm. I don't shadow it I feel like that's so awkward if you know somebody is like on the line listening it just becomes weird <clears throat> excuse me so um so I have them record it and I also have them sell me like sell me your service let's yeah. see You know, um, I don't give them a sales script because of the fact that that becomes very stiff and unnatural. So I teach them, okay, here's your talking points, right? You know this, you know, this like the back of your hand, but how do you navigate that in a call cuz sometimes people are so set on getting out their information they're not listening to what the other person is saying they're just hitting their points and i have to hit these value adds and all of that and the person may not even need their service or whatever it may be so i give them i give them talking points how to overcome objections I create a discovery form for them. So I do a mind shift with them where it's not a sales call. It's a discovery call.
1: I could have used you, what is this now? Almost 20 years ago when I went from a sales engineer to a sales rep and carried a bag. my I remember vividly, I was talking to my manager and I'm like, Hey, I want to do this. I want to make this change. And I had a, I had my, the rep that I supported was one of the top performers. And I'm based in Southern California. Um, but I, I, you know, he had me come out, we were pitching these large, these large companies in New York, like major league baseball, like uh, NBA. And then in between our meetings that he booked, um, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm trying to do this. So basically the the VP of sales kind of gave me this, like this trial, the small account, the small business that was like, you go pitch our service to them. Right. And I had him shadow me. He just kind of went. And to your point, like, and I'm a sales, I'm an engineer, formerly an engineer. And now, like I said, this is about 20 years ago. So I've, hopefully I've evolved since then, but my, I vividly remember it to this day, my first meeting, I went and pitched and, you know, it was a small business. So they had like around their conference room, had like a small circular table, like you would find in like a cafeteria or something. And um, I'm pull out my laptop and go through some slides. And, um, the, the, the customer prospect asked me a question. And because I had it, my train of thought was like train, you know, like car one, car two, car three. And he interrupted between car two and car three or slide two and slide three. He interrupted to ask a question. I looked, I stared at him for about like three seconds, completely ignored what he asked and continued to the next slide. Like yeah, <laughs> I could see my sales <laughs> rep who I was supporting kind of, you know, like shake his head, put his head in his palm. And like, it was... I remember this day how I felt about it. So, you know, having someone like you help them navigate that whole thing to understand and and kind of practice it out. Like I did it real time and obviously I didn't close that sale, but, but it was a very memorable experience and help in having some, if I had someone like you, I could have avoided a lot of grief early in my career. So I think that's (laughs) What you're offering is actually quite wonderful.
0: We've all had those cringy moments, right? Like no salesperson has not had that in one way, shape, or form where we either over talked over someone or, you know, I get excited so I can interrupt and, you know, because I'm passionate about what I do, but I, I think it's just all learning, right? Like it just makes it, if it was so, so by the book, that doesn't make it exciting. It doesn't make it relational.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, it is it, relationships is half the thing. I mean, that that's great. So do you have any um like what is your process because you you know it's now you've been in it for six months or so, seven months or so? Do you what are you building right now as we speak that help that are is gonna help you scale? Like how do you go to market? <laughs>
0: So that's, that's an interesting question. So like I designed my offering very manageable because I still have a a day job, right? Mm -hmm. I cannot scale with my current offering there. It's just, there's, that's the reality of it. I'm not looking to scale right now. So um, it is designed as an intensive where I work. I only pick two clients a month to work with that's my capacity because I really want to over deliver and really want to move the needle for them. So I do a high level business assessment because sales is not in a vacuum. So looking at everything, just like a drive by from their social media, their website, their offerings, everything. And then I give them a discovery call, um, Form of, you know, what questions should you be asking to make sure you're bringing in the right people and these are the right people you need to serve? I give them talking points on the call, how to overcome objections, and then also cadences like, where does this person fit in? So many people, like, it never dawned on me because I've been in sales so long that people do not follow up. They don't follow up with like, they get a no and that's the end of it. Or they just don't follow up. So it like blew my mind. And I'm like, surely this is not, I I found a statistic, like 70% of people don't follow up and I did not believe it. And then the more people I spoke to, I'm like, it's probably, it might even be higher because they just don't know what's appropriate. They feel like they're overstepping boundaries. So I give them cadences. Like a no is not, a no is not just a no. If you're really not for that person, maybe you have somebody in your network that you can introduce them to building that trust. So maybe they need you in the future. Maybe they know someone that needs you. Um, Being honest, if you are not the right solution for them, because they're trusting you again, you could get that sale. But if you're not really delivering what they need, you're burning a bridge. Yeah. and then I also give them how to develop strategic partnerships, how to de- develop referral programs. You know, um, and, and in a month's time, they have everything they need to go and sell for themselves.
1: That's awesome. So, what what size of firms or startups? It sounds like they're kind of either SMBs, small business, or startups. Yes. Typically, like, what's the average size that you feel is your sweet spot?
0: So it's usually the solopreneur or they have maybe somebody in operations, but they're the ones doing the selling. So it is very small businesses. They've had an established business, again, probably built it on referrals um, and organically. And now they need, need more of a structure to be able to scale.
1: And, and how do you find those solopreneurs for your service? <laughs>
0: I am in a ton of networking groups and I have an amazing community. So I, I just have so many people that refer people to me. I refer people to them. And so I have a great network.
1: And, and the networking groups are just over your years of experience or are there act, are there formal groups like meetups and things like that? Like how do you actually take advantage of those or how do you participate in those?
0: Yeah. So there's, there's a mixture. Um, I, Am in some groups that are like a coffee, I'm in one coffee club. They meet every week, and it's all entrepreneurs, all solopreneurs, and um, we kind of see what's good referral, par- you know, partners. It's not mm-hmm. a pitch and ditch kind of thing. I think the that's horrible when you're going into a networking group and people are just trying to sell you, right? Like, <laughs> um, so so I'm in some of those, and then I have some other groups that are once a month. Like, I've just been so. Bl- blessed by so many people. I get invited to like all these different things and people let me in their fold so to speak. So, mm-hmm. um I've really been blessed by the people that I've encountered and I've learned so much um from other other entrepreneurs too.
1: That's great. Do you focus are, are your your clients are they do you does it matter to you whether they're they're building a product and or a service for consumers or business?
0: It's usually, um, it's usually service-based. So my main folk, well, my main clients so far have been coaches, life coaches, mindset coaches, business coaches. Um, I've done service-based where people are building websites or marketing services and different things like that. And I have done a couple that were kind of off of the beaten path. They really didn't need my whole program, they knew how to sell. They just needed a thought partner to collaborate with and to give them ideas. And then they were able to run with it. Those are fun too, because, you know, those are people, again, I didn't really package it that way, but organically when I'm like, you don't need me, you know what you're doing, but let me help you this way. So it's,
1: That's, that's, that's great. Um, that's awesome. is Is there anything is in your travels? Is there any kind of story or anecdote that comes to mind that was with you? Know, we talked about lessons learned, right? We've all had those cringy moments. Is there anything that you'd be willing to share that yeah. that that you came out better at the end of it, but during it was kind of rough? Like that was.
0: I mean that's life right? Like I can think of like I can I can think of a million things. Well, I usually use humor, right? Like I like to be I don't care if you're the head. I mean, in my career, I've sold millions of dollars worth of stuff and smaller things and to me it's like we're all people, right? Yeah, so definitely. I have used humor and met with stone faces at times. So, you know, and I kind of know my audience, but I still like, it's almost like a personal challenge. Like, can I get this buttoned up guy to kind of
1: smile, just
0: relax a little bit and fit me a couple of times, but you know, that's life.
1: That's interesting. Um, okay. That's, uh, I guess, you know, uh, is is there anything else that you'd like to share as, as we kind of come to, towards an end of this, this podcast? Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you'd be interested in sharing?
0: One thing is that um, people... I believe a lot of people, when they are in the business, that they can sell their own products, but they just feel insecure about it because they're putting it in a different bucket. I think just having those conversations and viewing it as a conversation versus a sales call and really empathizing with the person, active listening to what they need and sharing how you can help them resonates so much further than just kind of pitch and ditch. And if they say no, connect with them. There's people that will never use my service that I've had discovery calls with and they don't need me or whatever it may be, but we stay connected. And that's how you build and that's how you learn. And especially when somebody's a lot different, you know, a lot more different than you are, that's where you really learn from others and, um, and it so true. One sales approach is not. I can't say like I'm not going to give you three secrets to success, right? I'm going to take what you're doing and make it a natural extension of yourself, so it's authentic to you. I don't like people that say yes. There's there's rules and and there's follow ups and different things like that, but there is no not just one way to sell. Go with your gut. Be authentic. And you're going to build your community.
1: And how do you get past, how do you help people get past, you know, the, the still that icky feeling of being a used car salesman when they're doing whatever they're doing. And even if they're helping someone, right. So they could be helping that customer, that client get over their own hump or kind of get past their, whatever, whatever they're stuck at. But like, you know, this whole imposter syndrome, this, this, this kind of feeling of, well, even though I have a service that will help you, they just kind of don't believe it or how, how do you help your clients get over those, those humps?
0: I think just to recognize that everybody has imposter syndrome, unless you're really just very cocky and probably not humble and not teachable everybody feels that way. And there's, and you know, we're dealing with business. These are not life decisions. It's not make or break or whatever yep. it may be taking that pressure off yourself to understand that even you with 30 years experience, me with 30 years experience, we still make mistakes. We still kind of, you know, just owning it and everybody's human. And if that is, you know, if one little mistake, or if you didn't say something the right way is going to turn that client away, then they're not your client. They're not yeah. your best client for you.
1: It's t- such a good point. I mean, you, you kind of, you, you, would have escaped scot-free from, from if you had that been a client or a customer.
0: Um, Exactly. Exactly. Because bringing in the wrong client is a nightmare. It may look good on the sales sheet that month, but if they are not the best fit for you and you're not the best fit for them, it's, it's horrible to deal with.
1: Yeah. And so lastly, one thing I want to ask you is like, what's on the horizon for DP consults and you and and Darlene, like what's next?
0: So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying the journey. I am such a driven person and I love goals and all of those different things. And um, in this, I really had to let go of a lot of that in order to step out in faith and start the company. And I'm sure a lot of entrepreneurs can resonate with that. I was like, I had to perfect everything and, and I was workshopping, workshopping. And everybody was like, okay, like you've been workshopping for six months. Like it's time to pull the trigger. Um, and then, you know, again, the imposter syndrome, the fear of failure, even though it's not going to make or break anything, it's like personal goals. So I had a coach Um, work through that with me. And he was like, What if you change? Just like I tell my clients to shift their mindset of it not being a sales call but a discovery call. What if you shifted it to not is it gonna you know succeed or fail? But is this a how what are you gonna learn along the way? Who are you gonna meet along the way? So I'm kind of just riding with that, and it has been so much more enjoyable and gratifying than if I was hitting certain numbers or I doing. It
1: love a that. This, that that I mean yeah it takes the pressure off also
0: exactly uh, exactly
1: that that's fabulous um all right Darlene well thank you so much for participating thank you for spending the time with me um and for everyone listening thank you guys for participating um this has been another sh- episode of Revenue Accelerators and we'll catch you on the other side thank you much
0: be sure to check us out at www.excelogy.com.